How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of the Absent Minded Podcast. I feel like I got to say something different every week. I feel <laughs> like know, I got to have a different intro. I don't have my catchphrase yet. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're working things out. You know, you got to like spit some things, you know, find out what works for you. Get your flow going. Definitely not going to use Ethan's uh, hello, good morning, good evening. Oh, my God. Good night. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he said I during the like, special. <laughs> what is that movie where it's like Tom Hanks and uh, Meryl Streep where they're like newscasters? The Post? Yeah. I didn't watch that. I thought uh, it was Oscar bait. I oh, never bothered. Okay. I thought, okay. It, it's about newspapers. I thought it was like about newscasters. Or no, it's, yeah. I think it's specifically about the New York Post. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, every single time he does that. I'm just like, why? You're not on a news program. Like, come on. <laughs> and with me today is Andrew Crandall. Hey, everybody. How you, how's it going? And not with us today is Ethan, the whiny one, Newbolt. bitch boy, Newbolt. Ethan, sad baby Ethan, <laughs> Newbolt. Yep. Uh, he's sick today, I guess. Yeah, he, I know. He, he seemed fine yesterday. We wouldn't. You know what happened? What? So I think that he and I have not worked out in any capacity. In years. How old am I? It's. 2019? Am I mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we haven't worked out since never. And <laughs> and I think maybe that just got to him. <laughs> you think he just I woke up just like fucking raring to go this morning. I have uh, not felt this good in a while. Right. And he felt like absolute shit, I guess. He said yeah. he lost his voice. <laughs> Had someone cover I mean, the last you know, hour of his those shift. like five minutes on each machine really took it out of him. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he I can't tell you how many one times he lifted the dumbbell. <laughs> but so he's he's not feeling so great. Go send him some yeah some love on on the twitters. Slide it's into those or, uh, DMs. And, yeah, slide uh, in those DMs. Yeah. Send him a couple nudes, make him feel better, brighten up his day. <laughs> so we got a couple things. Actually, we have more than a couple. We actually have a couple of housekeeping things. Yeah, Usually, gotta, I just make up something off the top of my head. Uh, like, ah, yeah, I'm Apple Podcast. <laughs> we got some real stuff. We're finally on Apple Podcasts. Congratulations to us. Absolutely. That I don't know why that took so long. I think it's just Apple. It's you officially know. live. We already have someone listening on there. I think it's. I think Tim Cook specifically hates us. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The CEO of Apple. He's just. He held out as long as he could, but finally, the people want what the people want. Exactly, you know. And we gave it to him, and he just had to oblige. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't fuck around, Mr. Tim Cook. No, absolutely not. So, yeah, you can now catch us on Apple Podcasts as well as your other streaming services. If you've been holding out, listening on the web player, thinking, I'm done <laughs> if they're not up on iTunes this week. Well, now we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Only took seven episodes, but we're live. All those people listening on Internet Explorer. Yeah, we got a lot of Internet Explorer listeners. I, know, I don't know. Right? Get with the times, people. Come it's on. It's all about Netscape Navigator. Exactly. Come it's on. It's all about the navs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, by the time you're hearing this, you should have not one, oh. but two oh. special episodes to listen to. Yes. So a couple days ago, we decided to put me through hell <laughs> and so watch good. the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, gosh. And it got us thinking that we should watch every video game movie. In order. In release order. Mm -hmm. So look forward to that. Each week, I hope to have them up on Tuesdays every week. But if it has to interfere with the normal podcast schedule, it might slip. But it's looking like right now, Tuesdays works just fine. Yeah. And these are going to be short little bite-sized episodes, 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, not long at all. Maybe a little longer if we right. give a shit. I really <laughs> we, wanted to be done talking about Super Mario Brothers this week. <laughs> so it's on the shorter side. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we were going to go through every single video game movie. Mm-hmm. Now I mean cartoons and stuff. We're talking about Hollywood films. Oh, yeah. Actual. The fuck. bad ideas <laughs> that took too much money to produce. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So we got that going on. Yep. Uh, and then also our second special, and this one might slip. It really just depends if I can really hunker down and edit all this together quickly right, enough. because you're doing it all in one episode now. Yeah, I'm still pulling from the archives our, our Video Game Histories yes. podcast. Mm-hmm. I think technically that was our second thing. It we was. Won't, a, yeah. We won't talk about the first thing yet in case we decide to use that in the future as well as mm-hmm. another special. Right. But this is kind of like our episode zero. We finally really gotten the equipment figured out as much as I can. I'm still learning We're all with all still that. still learning but, every day. But this was like the first like super decent thing we recorded. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's each of us, Andrew, Ethan, and I, talking about our video game histories. Yeah, what got us into video games, earliest memories. Yep, leading all the way up to the seventh generation of consoles. So that ends at the, the PS3, the Xbox 360, and the yeah. Wii. Which, oddly enough, we realized later on as I was editing this, we didn't talk about the Wii at all. <laughs> so I guess none of us gave a shit. Yeah, well, re- I mean, yeah, that's true. Well, none of us really had Wii's. I, don't I think. had a Wii. Did you really? Absolutely. Okay. I, every generation since the PS2 generation, I've had all three main major consoles. Oh, okay, because we did. I didn't get a Wii till maybe two thousand nine ish. Maybe two thousand. Yeah, two thousand nine ish. Because yeah. we got it uh, when my mom came out of the hospital. She needed it because she did Wii Fit. So we had the Wii Fit oh, board yeah, Wii and everything. Fit. Yeah. The game that chastises you if you don't sign on for a while. Oh my god, yeah. It's just been like, <laughs> hey Andrew, you hey, haven't been, been on in yeah. twelve hundred days. <laughs> You're looking a little thick, boy. Why don't you why don't you uh do some yoga? Yeah, so we didn't we didn't talk about the Wii at all, but we did give a lot of other tidbits about our times with other things. So that'll be a fun one. Hoping to have that one up on Thursday. So it'll be the day before this podcast yeah. goes live. Mm-hmm. And that one is a little longer. That's like a full That's like a, a full, full episode. Big Daddy podcast. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So that's just a little something extra. And then we also have a new thing, a couple new things we we set up on Anchor, who's our podcast hosting platform. Yep. We can now accept voice messages from you guys. I'm actually pretty stoked about that. I want to see, I want to hear what our fans have to say. Yeah. So if you go to anchor.fm or if you have the app, I think, I think you might need the app. You might be able to go to the mobile website on your phone or something. Yeah. But there's a little button now on our dashboard where you can record a message for us. So if you just want to say, hey, what's up? Yeah, hey, Ethan, what's up? you suck or, for not being here. Yeah, you want to make make fun of Ethan for being sick. Right. Or even what we're thinking about is if you guys have questions for us. Yeah. Then we can edit those into the episode, and we can start taking listener questions. Yeah, have some user feedback. Getting you on the air. Right. So mm. if, you sound, if you don't sound like me or like Drew. Get your shit together. That, that sweet silk coming through your airwaves. Oh, yeah, that buttery smoothness. Then we might not be able to put it on, but... If you got a voice for radio and you've always wanted to hear yourself talk, like I love to, every now time is the we time. record, yeah. <laughs> now you can. Let it- Honestly, before we record the episode, Travis, you know, just like sits there, puts the headphones on, and just talks and just you know, strokes his own ego. Yep, yep. absolutely. Every day, every every time. single time. <laughs> but yeah, so if you've got questions for us, whether it's related to things you heard last week or things you'd like to know about games or anything we happen to talk about, or have any wanna, questions for us about stuff going on in the news, if you want to throw some corrections at us, oh yeah, definitely. If you want to get life advice from Drew. <laughs> I mean, whatever you want to do, that's available to you now. And then we've also activated listener support on Anchor, Woo. which is a neat way for you guys, if you felt so inclined, to toss give us, us a some money. Yeah, give us your money. <laughs> we're money. Uh, we're hungry. We're, hum- we're money hungry. Guys. We're hungry for it. Yeah, we eat Shake Shack every Monday, and yeah. someone's got to pay for we that. We gotta have. We gotta have dough in that Shake Shack account. Gotta have the Shake Shack. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's going straight to the Shake Shack <laughs> yeah, exactly. budget. Right. But yeah, so now if you ever feel like you want to, you can sign up on Anchor, 
to support us with a small monthly donation. I believe the increments are either a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars, and you can cancel any time. It's very secure. But if you want to help keep the mics on, that's a cool way for you to help us do that. Definitely, and we appreciate any support you guys. Would yeah, give us. every little bit helps. Yeah. But enough of that. I always hate that part. I hate asking for money. Yeah, I know, right? But you know. It's mostly for you, man. You put so much into these mics and the mixer and everything. <laughs> yeah, but and then I you mean, blew out your tire. Oh well, that now Jesus it's like, oh Christ. god. Hey, but I get the tire for free and I get the tow truck for oh, free. Oh, don't so tell I mean, them that. The tire costs like five thousand dollars. Yeah, you're right. The tire was actually like eighteen million dollars. Drew so only don't needs worry about five it. bucks for that tire. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you can provide that tire for him, more more power to you. Yes. <laughs> now we got a couple corrections this week. I actually meant to read a little more about this, so. Mm-hmm. I may continue to get a few details wrong. Okay. But, Drew, you were, like, fucking right on the money last week oh. about the the streaming Switch games in Japan. Oh, yeah. I told you I was right. I yeah, knew I so wasn't I, fucking crazy. I, something about what you were saying rang true to me, but I didn't have all the details. And I remembered that there was a whole little platform. It's a streaming app. It's in Japan only. Yeah, that's There's only right. a limited amount of games. Uh-huh. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was indeed one of them. And oh, I might have to cut all... Oh, no, 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 no. I don't have to cut anything. I did have a link. <laughs> I'm looking at here like, I swear I wrote something down and I don't see any of it. Yeah, so here's the interesting stuff. So before Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Capcom was actually the first to stream a AAA game to, to the Nintendo Switch. Really? Uh, Resident Evil 7. They were in May Whoa. of 2019. It might have been 2018. I think it was 2019. No, because I want to say, because Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out last that year. That was really right? recent. Yeah. So it must have been May of last year. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. They, yeah. So the, that was another one. The whole Resident Evil 7. And this is Japan only, yeah. but there's like an app on the eShop that you can download. That you can download. And yeah. Like you, Capcom Stream or something like that. Yeah. No, it's through a specific company. Okay. Uh, it's a Taiwanese company named Ubitist Game Cloud. Ah. And yeah, they streamed Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Resident Evil 7. They, oh wow. Uh, so they originally launched a cloud version of the Dreamcast classic Sonic Adventure for some mobile phone that wow. was exclusive in Japan back then. Okay. So yeah, there's all these, there's always these little things. They do a lot of crazy stuff with mobile hardware in Japan that like just never gets outside of the country. Well, I don't think, I don't think it really has much appeal outside of Japan. Yeah, less appeal. And then there's just the fact that like, yeah, in Japan and in Korea, from what I understand, the the Wi-Fi there is insane. It's so much better. Like yeah. I think like the entire country of South Korea, like you go to any single point on the country and have like blazing 100 fast megabits yeah. per second wireless <laughs> internet. Like it's insane. Well, that's just, I think it's just because it's so ingrained, like gaming and is just so ingrained into their culture. And yeah, and that and the technology, like Samsung's a Korean based company. Yeah. You got Sony in Japan and Nintendo, of course. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think part of that is true. And then a lot of it, I believe, is also just the the methods of travel are so different because these cities are so small, so compact. It's all about like commuter using, travel. Yeah. yeah. Public transportation. Uh-huh. And so it makes more sense for you to, yeah, if you're riding the train, you can hop onto their Wi-Fi, yeah. stream something. Yeah. There's Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah. It just, it blows my mind. I, I kind of wish that was something that there was some way to try that either through a VPN or something, because I would just love to see. Yeah. Just to see how it runs. Yeah, and I bet it looks sharp as fuck on that little 720p display. Like, yeah. it's, it's low res, but that just uh-huh. hides all the imperfections right. in these games. Not to mention, I mean, Resident Evil 7, that's all, that's like, that's there's a not a whole lot of first person yeah. titles like that on Switch anyway. Right, yeah. So that, that is very cool that they were doing that. You know what, ever since the, the Switch has come out, you know what I've seen a rise in? What have you seen a rise in? FMV games. Yeah. 
Well, what do you mean FMV games? Like the actual, like the old school FMV games or, or like visual novels? Because I know visual novels are really popular. Yeah, well, I guess you can... Uh, so, okay, uh, I know that Night Trap, that old school FMV game that uh-huh. uh, got re-released on the Nintendo Switch because I saw oh, really? it. really? Yeah, Justin huh. Roiland posted about it. But no, I can't, I, I guess you could say they're probably visual novels, but I could, I, I'm not 100% sure. I just remember rolling through the eShop and I just saw like real actors and like kind of like almost oh, like a mist style game. Yeah. That's an FMV, yeah. yeah, if, it's, yeah, yeah. if it's actual, like, again, FMV full motion video. Right. For so those it's the, it makes like, if you want to think about like, like the first Wing Commander when you actually had like Wasn't video Mark compressed cutscenes with Mark That's Hamill right, and stuff, yeah. and uh-huh. like well, Command and Conquer, say, Red Alert, um, like the opening videos were like actual actors in yeah. these campaigns and everything. I mean, would you say the first Mortal Kombat because they do use real people? Well, the the game itself. So those FMV games, it's like the whole game is in an FMV, right? Like, cause like, I mean, like Final Fantasy seven has an FMV. It's just anything that's a recorded video, like okay. a cutscene, is right, technically right, just right. an FMV. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't seen that. I, I'd make sense next on the corrections. This one was more me when we were talking about the weird HD Wii ports that were coming out in China, in China just on so the strange. Nvidia shield. Yeah. yeah very strange. Uh, Super Mario sunshine and Super Mario galaxy two were not among the games the other titles I mentioned were correct. Donkey Kong, which is the one on the Wii? Uh, Donkey Kong Land? I don't remember. Whichever, Don- the, the, I was right last week about yeah. the Donkey Kong one. <laughs> and uh, Super Mario Galaxy as well, and then also uh, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Those are all on there. The other two games, Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy 2. Are not. Uh, those were not. My dumb brain pulled those from a digital foundry video where they had shown what it would be like if the switch supported gamecube emulation okay because if you have a jailbroken switch you can you literally can install yeah. linux and then put like the dolphin gamecube or you emulator and it's it's not perfect it's right uh, i've thought about it just mm-hmm. like to play around yeah, with just it to try it but you have to devote like the whole system to linux oh, and there's okay. no way to like Partition go back and forth yeah. easily enough, so I would have to reformat it into a, the normal Way more Switch hassle OS. Just to be it's like, hey, a lot look, of hassle, I can yeah. play Double Dash on my Switch. If it, if it got to the point where I could just pop out my SD card, pop in another one that had oh, Linux yeah, loaded, that'd be, so, that'd be cool. Right. I would totally try that out. Uh-huh. So just a quite a little correction on there. If you thought t- about moving to China just to get these HD to get releases. Super Mario Sunshine or Super don't Mario Galaxy Two, do it. Don't do. I'm sorry. Don't, if Travis cancel betrayed that ticket, you, yeah. Unpack your bags. Uh, if you're wanting Twilight Princess, though, more power to you. Yeah. Keep that ticket. Absolutely. Next, we've got uh, the PlayStation VR's lifetime sales as of March 2019 are only 4.2 million units, not the 10 to 12 that I guessed. Yeah. So 4.2 million units. That puts the attach rate at about 4.4% of all PlayStation 4 consoles. Oh, okay. Since the PlayStation 4 at the same time was sitting at about 95 million units sold. So not quite the attachment rate I thought, but... The PlayStation VR sales are still higher than the entire PC VR market, uh, and that's going to be the Oculus really? Rift, those different headsets, yeah, and then Valve uh, shitty VR thing, and then the HTC Vive. Well, this, these numbers do not include the Index, oh, which okay. only just came out, but right. I gotta imagine it didn't really move the move the needle that well. Move the needle much, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and then finally, our last correction: when we were talking about Spider-Man: Far From Home. Mm-hmm. I think we all agreed that like we hadn't heard anything in particular about things that are being shot right now. I didn't think anything was being filmed as far as the future Uh movies. Apparently that's not correct. Okay. Apparently there have been behind the scenes shots of Scarlett Johansson filming what seems to be 
the Black Widow solo film. I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to do that. Like, I thought it was going to be like about her upbringing and like how she came to be. Possibly. I mean, we could see a mix of flashbacks and stuff. It's set just after Winter Soldier, I think. Okay. It's in that time period because she's in like the same outfit in these shots. As she's she driving was the in, same yeah. car that they had okay. in uh, Winter Soldier. So a little bit of a see backwards. I, I was kind of thinking that they were yeah going to do like her upbringing in Russia and all that shit. I don't and know what they way, would have to do with this film to make me interested. Yeah, personally, you, you have no interest in it at all. Well, that's coming from someone who the second I see the trailer, I'm gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, right. let's do this." <laughs> but from what little I know, like it's I hard to get excited I with no information. Think, yeah, I'm not. This is why I'm not working for Marvel. <laughs> I'm not answering to Kevin Feige. Yeah. I, I can't come up with a good idea for a Black Widow solo film this late into the phases. Mm-hmm. But there are much better people at work than, than me on this. So I kind of think, well, like I was watching, I don't remember what YouTube videos, but it was in Age of Ultron, a conversation between Black Widow and Hawkeye. Hawkeye says to Black Widow, he goes, you and I remember Budapest very differently. And I was kind of thinking that that's maybe where you want to see. Budapest, yeah, exactly. Like the them. Them what, what they were talking their, about yeah, and their secret agent stuff. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. But then that would require, I don't know that they would do that and then not do like a Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of movie. It would have to be Black Widow and the Hawkeye because they're both like the same tier Marvel characters. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. That's not to say that he couldn't show up. We can yeah. get a little bit of that Renner action. Yeah, but they, they always have really good chemistry too between the two of them. Oh, absolutely. And Jeremy Renner is one of those guys that he's just always fun to watch on scene, on oh, screen. He's great. He's so funny. Some of the best parts of Tag, he's barely in that movie. I know. And but it's just him showing up, being like super cocky and doing a cool action scene. Kills like, it, man. Yeah. If we get like one or two cameos from him and the rest of it's Black Widow, even then that's worth it. Right. All right, man. So let's get into some news. Yeah, we're going to get into some news. Yep. So first up, we all saw the first reveal of Psychonauts 2 in mm-hmm. E3 this year. Yep. So they were confirming that they were going to be able to release this in 2019 mm-hmm. alongside the announcement that Double Fine Studios had been acquired by Microsoft and yeah. would become a first party. Mm-hmm. Well, we now have an update from Tim Schafer who says, quote, there really shouldn't be too many other noticeable changes for you at all, at least not for a while, with one notable exception. We're now targeting next year for release. We know it's always disappointing when you have to wait a bit longer but we also know that you are an amazing, supportive bunch who, just like us, want the game to be as good as possible. So we're hopeful you'll understand. Oh, absolutely. We love Heart you, Tim. sign. We love you, Tim Schafer. Yeah, we uh, can totally wait. Did he give any other specifics for why they're delaying it? I mean, I, I assume they also want to avoid crunch as much as possible. I think that's the biggest part. If yeah. I had to guess, I think with the new Microsoft acquisition that probably helped them extend their runway quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. They, they have like some more income. Yeah, Microsoft's basically helping them finish this game. Yeah, uh, it's definitely. still coming to every platform it would have been on. Oh, really? And Microsoft oh, is so now publishing Psychonauts 2 as well. Okay, so like it's not going to be an Xbox exclusive. No, 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 okay. no. It, it's I mean, they're already selling pre-orders for like the PS4 version, oh, I think. Okay. okay. Uh, and that, that he made that very clear at E3 as well that this was not going to affect it coming to Switch or PC oh, that's or good. PS4 or anything very, like that. He's being very clear about it. I like that. It will be the next in a very short list of titles that have been published by Microsoft on PlayStation four though. I think the only one that I can think of right now is Minecraft because yeah, the publication bought, yeah. moved over to them once they bought Mojang. So that'll be interesting, but uh, yeah, that's so that, you know, that, that is kind of weird to see, think about seeing a Microsoft label on a PlayStation box. I know. And it, it's, it's interesting because Sony would never do that. Yeah. 
Absolutely They would not. never in a million years publish on The Last X- of Us Remastered or something Xbox, or yeah, a new title, not. Uncharted 5 on Xbox or I Nintendo mean, shit, or anything. I mean, we were lucky to even get, what was it, last year to get, you know, Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox all on the same stage at the Game Awards. Oh, yeah. And then all the cross-play and cross-save stuff that's finally happening. Yeah. yeah. I think that's about as far as Sony is willing to go with to it. push the envelope. I don't think they're like we'll, we'll, see we'll that. play nice, but we're not gonna. Yeah, we're not putting it. our fucking games on your platform. Right, you're dirty, <laughs> nasty. Get your gears of war away from peasant. us. Get that piece of shit Halo, Halo out of here. Infected platform. <laughs> yeah, no, they're. Uh, but it is, it is interesting. Yeah, Microsoft. I like the way that they're handling that. Where they're like, we'll put our shit anywhere. Yeah, Microsoft really. Oh, what's the right way? They've turned over quite the new leaf. Thank you. Thank you. You're very that. welcome. Yeah, compared to like whenever they were announcing like the Xbox One and everything. Oh, I yeah. know TV, you were- TV, sports, Call of Duty, right. TV, sports, Halo, Call right. of Duty, sports, sports, TV. And to your friend code to share a game. Yeah, exactly. Right. Although I still say that would have been pretty cool. But yeah, world, I know. I remember the world was not ready for that. And we post. were talking about that. Yeah. A couple of years ago. And all you were the, like, no, this would, this would actually it would have been cool. great. It'd be super cool. But then all that. Right before that E3 was when all the leaks about like the CIA spying programs right. and the intelligence gathering between all these countries and shit. And then everyone was like, oh, webcams are spooky. I don't want my connect reading what my kids are doing all <laughs> right. the time or uh-huh. whatever. Well, also, I think uh, PlayStation just had the best response video to that ever. Oh, yeah. Microsoft shot them in themselves in the foot. And Sony was there to piss on the wound. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Just that just that video. Just like, here's how to share a game on PlayStation 4. Let me hand it to you. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Oh, yeah. Classic. That, that, that E3 will always be one to remember. So next on the list, we've got a potential leaked release date for Luigi's Mansion 3 on Switch. Oh, is it coming 2020? It is a 2019 game. Oh. According to Amazon Mexico... <laughs> Yeah, it's always Amazon. If it, it, it is every single if it's not Amazon, it's fucking Walmart or something. Like it's always these two companies. It's always like yeah, Walmart Italy or something like that. Yeah, yeah this is not as bad as that one where yeah, like Walmart Germany or something last year like leaked the entire E3 like 2018 release schedule where it was just like <laughs> oh my God. 40 different games all popped up for pre-order uh-huh. at the same time. And it was like, it was shit like far cry new dawn. Oh and my God. Like no all these way. titles that hadn't even been announced yet. Holy shit. And everyone's like, Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So according to Amazon Mexico, and this has been pulled down already and take this with a grain of salt. Don't go putting it on your calendar quite yet. Cause it is not confirmed, but it looks like October 4th, 2019 is when we're getting this game. So only a few months away, not too bad. A few months away. Kind of makes sense. It's a spooky, that spooky makes Nintendo game. It's in, in October. The, in time yeah. for holiday uh-huh. uh, in October, like the Halloween yeah. and everything. Far enough apart from other things, uh, October is not usually incredibly crowded. Yeah. Which doesn't, usually even then, it doesn't matter for first party Nintendo stuff because they're their own market. You know, like people are, if you had Call of Duty next to Luigi's Mansion, if you're a Call of Duty guy, and a Luigi's Mansion guy, you're probably gonna buy both anyway. Like, right? Yeah. It's definitely. not the kind of game where it's like, oh, I gotta pick. Yeah, which between one Call of Duty or Battlefield? Like, Nintendo if, has their fans and their yeah. Loyal. If you're buying Nintendo games, you're gonna get this no matter what, as well as the other stuff you would have mm. been buying. So look out for that, and possibly October fourth. You heard it here first. Breaking news. <laughs> Next up, this is just a quick little one. Uh, Netflix announced the Cuphead cartoon series. I'm pretty stoked. I think yeah. it'll be cool. I hope they kind of keep it to kind of like akin to the old Sonic cartoons. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know because. Cuphead has such a unique art style. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying make it like that art style. I'm saying like just kind of that that, that same silly goofiness, lightheartedness. Yes. The, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, this will be interesting because 
so much. We talked about this when we talked about the Cuphead DLC last week. It's how much uh, work and blood, sweat, and tears goes into the animation and the drawings and stuff. I can't imagine whatever studio is Netflix doing this is animation doing it for Netflix. I, well, exactly. And they haven't had the greatest history so far with some of their in-house animations. Well, what do you look, mean? I thought, well, what, look at what stuff other like, in, uh, like BoJack Horseman. Oh, I, I think thought, those shows are all fine, yeah. but they're a simple art style. Okay. Cuphead is not simple. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's going to be really, if they're going to try to do this with like CGI and they're, they're the, the digital drawing techniques they do now, mm-hmm. I can't imagine it's going to be able to capture the same feel as the game. Cause again, even the game is trying to replicate like this 1930s style of hand-drawn animation. Yeah. It's all hand-drawn. And it took them years to do. Yeah. And now this is going to, this show is supposed to be out this year. Yeah. And even then, uh, I think it's 2020. Yeah. I think it's like March, 2020 maybe. Cause I remember listening on games daily when they were talking about this. Yeah. And like the game designers like have like, they're not a part of the production. Yeah. They came right out and we're just like, we are not involved at all. And, and the, I can't, I don't have the exact quote in front of me. It read like someone above them made that deal. And that they weren't necessarily really, yeah. Which is interesting I, because I I don't know exactly who would own the rights. I know Microsoft published it, uh-huh. but I thought the studio owned the IP for Cuphead, but I could be wrong. See, because the way I took it, it seemed like whenever I think Tim was talking about it on Games Daily, it seemed like they they wanted it to be separate. To me, yeah, it just seemed like they wanted to be a part. They they didn't really want want to be a part of the production team because they're still focused on doing the the delicious last course meal oh yeah the they're, yeah they're busy so why, why would they split their time between that and the show sure but i mean as far as uh even something little like con i didn't see anything about them maybe being consulted about it right. or okay getting uh maybe draw a couple of characters that might be in the show that like it's or, show or anything it. usually with this kind of thing that'd be like me saying oh with this new dragon ball series coming out the creator is not involved at all that spells disaster for right. a lot of things. Yeah. So for them to not be even tangentially involved outside of the fact that they created Cuphead, mm-hmm. that doesn't inspire me with hope. Okay. But I could be totally wrong. Right. I, I I could be misremembering that quote. Either way, Netflix, Cuphead, cartoon series coming next year. <laughs> you get the according point. According to Drew, you get the point. We got some new games on Xbox Game Pass. Ooh. They're always, this is the revolving door of new content. Uh, not a too many heavy hitters. I see four titles here. The first three are coming to PC. That's going to be Dead Rising 4. I I touch. I haven't played a Dead Rising game in years since Dead Rising 1. Well, this is not the one to start with. This is the lowest rated. Oh, or maybe it is the first one to start with because it's the lowest rated really? one. Oh, I didn't realize it got that bad ratings. It's not that they're bad. It was average. Isn't this one where they brought Frank back? I think Frank is back, but from what I remember, there's not as much of the wackiness. Oh, okay. uh, I know that on the base xbox console it didn't run great at times Ooh. uh just because low of like frame rates the, yeah. yeah low frame rates Chugging. just huge enemy accounts and stuff i'm sure a lot of that's smoothed out if you're playing on xbox one x for sure though it's not 4k enhanced or anything like that i don't mm. believe they added any updates like that uh but that's also coming to pc the pc version surely runs a lot better oh yeah so if you wanted to play on the computer probably the better choice than yeah, uh, an older xbox if you have the option <laughs> uh blazing chrome is the other title coming uh, no, don't no, know much about this. Yeah. It's very similar to like a Contra. So uh, it looks cool. Side scroller shooting. Side scroller shooter looks fast paced. Okay. Seems cool. Uh, time spanner. Never heard of that. Yeah. No, this no one, one I had no parallels to draw. <laughs> I don't know what, but it's free. Go try it. And then, uh, the only one that's not coming to PC, this will only be available at Xbox is Lego city undercover. And that's a Lego game. Yeah. I assume you're just building a 
Or maybe is it a mystery? I game? think it's more of like the actual like the level or the Lego like adv- action adventure platformer things. Oh, okay, where you, you have your character, you run around, you're collecting Lego bits and playing through a little campaign. I, at first, I thought it was going to be like a Sin City or something like that. No, it's more like like Lego Avengers or Lego Star Lego. Wars or any of those games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you got kids. Get Those it. are always great. Yeah. Free Lego games keep him busy for hundreds Gary of Wood always talks about how he loves playing the Lego games with his kid. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because a lot of them, uh, most of them are co-op. Yeah, where You definitely. can actually, yeah, you can jump in and uh, play together. Mm-hmm. And they're simple. It's great for younger kids just because there's there's not like this huge driving thing where it's like, oh, I got to beat it. I got to go to the next level. No, and yeah. There's simple puzzles that you can, you know, it's good for, uh, yeah, good for kids. I would, yeah, good learning game. Now we got some Stadia news. This was like one that... For some reason, all the clickbaity websites with their clickbaity headlines thought that this is like a big fucking deal. And I was like, oh, this makes 100% sense. So the Google Stadia, their new streaming platform yeah. for games that's coming soon, uh, will only support the Pixel 3 and the Pixel 3a Bullshit, I can't get this on my iPhone. Oh, God, God damn it. This is ridiculous. Why didn't I buy this Founders Edition? Yeah. Yeah, I've but I'm not surprised to. by that at all. Exactly. Like, it's their newest phones. This is obviously going to be a slow rollout. If anything, it probably works on other Android devices, yeah. like day one. Mm-hmm. But it's to drip feed it. Like, you don't want to open this up to every fucking phone on the planet mm-hmm. day one, especially because the regular Stadia is free. So there's not even a sign-up commitment to just do the 1080p streaming. Uh-huh. Obviously, you don't want... 500 million phones all coming onto your server online at once. Your server's not to mention the Chromecasts (laughs) and the TVs and and the the laptops and stuff that can do this too. Because aren't you going to be able to like stream to like just like a Chrome web browser? Almost fucking anything. If you can open Google Chrome on it or it's got a, or you can, it's Android and it can run a Stadia app, you can play games on Stadia. So this made sense to me. I mean, it again, drip feed it, make sure it's working great on a bunch of mobile phones and then add stuff as you go. Right. Get it stable. You know? Yeah. Like you said, if you have like 500 million people on your first day, nothing's going to work. Yeah. Right. Some servers are going to crap out. You're not going to, yeah, it's just, it's asking for trouble. This a hundred percent makes sense to me. And this does not affect anyone that bought the founders thing mm-hmm. because that's the one that comes with the Chromecast. Right. So you hook that to your and TV. The controller and everything. Yeah. It's not going to stop you from getting on your web browser on your computer. Yeah. It's yeah. just the mobile phone app version. It's only on it's these two not phones that for big now. A deal. Yeah, they will add more. As, as I'm sure as quickly as possible. They wanted the whole point of this is they want to get as many people playing this as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah. to get the word out there. So just those two phones for now makes sense. Mm-hmm. Our next story. I know we talked a little bit about Epic Game Store yeah. last week, either last week or the week before. I think we were talking about because Heavy Rain is coming to it. The, the oh, Quantum Three right. games yeah. are okay. exclusive to it for a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Shinmu Three. We were talking about that whole oh, thing right. about how that's that exclusive to Epic now. last minute got made an exclusive. Right. So this next one comes from Wesley Yinpool over at Eurogamer. Last week we were talking about Shinmu Three and everything. We were talking about Epic Game Store. Always, it's just the big controversy in in PC gaming right now. It seems everyone's fuck Epic. Everyone's got to take. Yeah. This was according to Eurogamer, a refreshingly honest developer tells it like it is when it comes to Epic Store exclusivity. And this is a short article, so I'm just going to go ahead and read it. If you yeah. want to read the whole article for yourself, like I said, it's, you can find it over at Eurogamer. Epic's drive to make a success of its PC game store has annoyed plenty of Steam lovers, but it's boom time for the developers whose games are snapped up as exclusives. Epic has, of course, pumped millions of dollars into buying timed exclusivity for games to launch on its store instead of rival Steam. An approach Epic boss Tim Sweeney has insisted is currently the only way to make a dent on Valve's monopoly. 
It's easy to see why developers would play ball with Epic. Money talks after all, but you don't get many saying it on record. Rebellion's Jason Kingsley, though, who has signed an exclusivity deal with Epic for the PC version of the upcoming Zombie Army 4. Which, Never even heard of that. How awesome of a title <laughs> is that? How is this the fourth one? How is it doing so good that we've never heard of it, but Epic right. wants to pay for it? PC version of the upcoming Zombies Army, Zombie Army 4 was perfectly comfortable calling it like it is in a recent interview. Speaking in an onstage interview at the Develop Conference this week, attended and reported on by Eurogamer's sister site GameIndustry.biz, Kingsley explained why Rebellion took the deal, having previously said he would need a, quote, bloody good reason end quote, to do an Epic Store exclusive. Mm -hmm. The long and short of it is that bloody good reason actually happened. Quote, generally, I think I would prefer not to do exclusives, but I understand Epic's position with it, and quite frankly, they are paying through the nose to build their store, Kingsley said. All credit to them. It's fantastic, and we'll take some of their money. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's crazy, like, uh, with all this hate towards Epic, but, like, anytime I, you know, listen to it from the developer side, it just seems like a good deal. Yeah, that's what we were talking about last week. We're sure if Activision decided that they wanted the Call of Duty game next year to be exclusive to Epic right. and Epic paid them however much fucking money that would cost, mm -hmm. that seems absurd. That seems, like, on the greedy side, right, that right. seems unnecessary. Yeah, but Epic is just snatching up these, you know, these uh, titles, giving them a year of exclusive, and paying them more. Yeah, and what we were going on with uh, the last time we talked about this is how important that can be for an indie developer. For sure, yeah. And Kingsley says as much here about how important the exclusivity is for him as an indie developer, where he says it's, uh, it's a pure business case. And he quote. I was aware that Epic was doing exclusives, but we hadn't been offered one at the time. I didn't really think they would because typically they go for super big games. Obviously, they count our new title, Zombie Army 4, as a big title, which is great. It's a really nice bonus for us. I was quite impressed by the numbers they offered, and then he then called it an attractive package. Quote, sometimes as an independent developer, you've got to take chances. When something like that is offered, you sort of share the risk and share the reward. And that risk and reward is exactly what we were talking about. It's the same when a company signs on to be a PlayStation Plus game for the month. I mean, that's that pretty much put Rocket League on the map. Yeah, exactly. That's Psionics exists today because <laughs> Rocket League came out on PS Plus for free the first month. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me about only it. Only on PlayStation 4. Yeah. And they made so much money just off of that. Now we have Rocket League Professional Esports. Yeah, and it's on every platform. Right. And, Except uh, mobile. <laughs> Except mobile. And I'm sure that's... Well, it's on Switch. Uh, that's as mobile as it gets, that's baby. That's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, again, same with a game ending up on Game Pass. Maybe those aren't exclusives, but it's the only place you can pay $10 and get the whole thing for a month or whatever. Yeah. These developers and these publishers, they make those deals because can you guarantee that you're going to be able to make $250,000 off of the sales of your game day one Right. in order to cover whatever cost you had in order to start signing paychecks for your, your employees. Or if a company like Epic comes out and says, Hey, we will give you enough money to, that would have accounted for say 500,000 units move. Yeah. But your game is on our store for a year, just a year. Yeah. Right. And then you get to sell it wherever you want. That's a huge check to get right off the bat. I, I what do you, <laughs> what makes me think even more about this how silly it is, is this mostly just affects the PC gaming community. It really does. Most it's people, just everyone has like their love affair with uh, Steam. Yeah. And this is the subset of gamers that are the most vitriolic when it comes to a game coming out 
and being buggy, complaining about, oh, why isn't it come out and it's patched day one? Why We're all just beta testers. Right. Who pre-orders this garbage, blah, blah, blah. And now they're complaining they're not getting the game day one, even though if they did, they'd probably be whining all over fucking Steam forums mm-hmm. about every single little issue that comes up with this thing. So it's, you can never win. They're always going to be pissed about something. Someone's always going to be pissed off about something. And the big thing to keep in mind with all this, too, is it's always the vocal minority. I don't care if the game is Epic shit. Yeah. exclusive. I know you don't care. Mm-hmm. Ethan doesn't have a PC. He doesn't care. Yeah. I don't think most of the people in your day to day, anyone you know that plays games is not getting their pitchforks and their flamethrowers ready to storm Epic Games Studio over <laughs> like a year Area of 51. exclusivity. Yeah, like <laughs> if you care, buy the game in a year. Yeah, exactly. It'll be there. Like it's going to leave the store. Just calm down. You're not going to exactly. play Exactly. And it's going to be the super duper awesome patched up version with all this free DLC packed in and shit that everyone's yeah. complaining they aren't getting day one anyway. Like, what does it matter? And it, and if it benefits a developer, a smaller studio, yeah, it, it keeps the lights on for a while. Absolutely. What, what's the problem? I, I still don't understand. But it's cool to see someone, especially a smaller indie developer, come out and say that because someone needs to be talking from the other side about it. Absolutely. Someone needs to be frank. Yeah, they need to be transparent about it. On that side, yeah. yeah. Because it, it's easy for us as the gamers, as the consumers, to think we have any kind of idea of what's going on behind closed doors. Oh, no, absolutely. Well, even then, it's like when I listen to Games Daily and, you know, they mention, like, making a game's hard. It is fucking hard. John Drake had something about that on his Twitter the other day where he was just like, tell me how easy it is to make video games because I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. And I've seen all the shit that has to go down. Oh, dude, Just to get the the ones that work and actually get out the door and on a disc somewhere. Mm -hmm. And how many fail? How many never even get that far? For sure. Yeah, or how many, like, cancel? And then the ones that come out and then bomb. Like, uh, that's still someone's... We give shit about bad games all the time and, you know, talk about something that's broken or whatever, but there's still people that work. That was someone whose job... Right. It's not like they built your apartment complex and it collapsed. Right. (laughs) That's someone I would give some shit for doing a bad job. Uh These guys just try to make a video game. They try to make a piece of art. It doesn't always work out. Mm -hmm. And this is a safety net for them. Yeah. Also, and I think, I think too, it would probably alleviate on some of the crunch that they might have to do as well. You know, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that's why these, all these arguments seem so two faced. Like, do you care about the developers or not? Right. If you care and you're on the side of, Ooh, I'm not buying red dead redemption Two because of the crunch they did. And, Oh, I'm not supporting EA because they're laying off people and they're not giving all the benefits they need. And then okay. on the other side, you're like, fuck you for taking this paycheck from this company so you can pay <laughs> your people more yeah. and not have them working 80 hours a week to get the bug fix for my character farts on accident when yeah. he jumps every <laughs> once in a while. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, which side are you really on? Like, who do you actually care about in this situation? Quit being selfish. Quit being selfish. Quit whining about shit you don't even have any idea about. And on a lighter topic, this one's just fucking hilarious. This we, is we read this one earlier today. Funny. I'm so glad I saw this. I wish this was a video <laughs> podcast just so I could show you this picture. <laughs> we'll post it up on the... Uh, we'll put it on Instagram. Yes. We'll throw it there on we Instagram. We'll put, we'll put this... This will be free advertisement for KFC and Square Enix. Uh, but so the title of this one is Chinese Final Fantasy 14 players are eating inhuman piles of KFC to earn chocobos. And it's from Chubby Jody chocobos. McGregor over on PC Gamer. So the gist of it is that there is a offer going on right now at KFC. Actually, let me back up a little bit because okay. I, I need to explain to you. All right. So you've played an MMO before, right? Of course. And you know there's mounts. Yes. 
little flying bears or yeah, yeah, yeah. birds whatever or dragons be, yeah, or cars, yeah. whatever things that you can ride to go faster in the game. Right. So Final Fantasy XIV has some excellent mounts. Yeah, I remember you and Ethan talk about them all the time. Yeah, we talked about one recently, which was this fat black chocobo mm-hmm. that you could get from like Amazon if you bought a qualifying digital item that was like 20 bucks or more. You get a code for this fat black chocobo that's super cute. Chubby chocobo. Yeah, just giant. Like he, he like hops really weird He's a big and he tries chonker. to fly. It's hilarious. <laughs> if you spend 20 bucks, you get this code. Right. Easy peasy. Okay. You could even just buy more game time for Final Fantasy 14 that you were going to buy anyway and get this code. Okay. Uh, within the time that they were running the promotion. Mm. In Europe, it was something similar. Very easy to get this thing. In China, you have to eat an insane amount of KFC chicken to get this code. (laughs) So (laughs) what I'm reading here is that you have to get this. I can't find the name, but it's some sort of like family pack. Oh, it's a family meal deal for four. And then you have to get four. Four of those because the idea you have is to get four of them. Yeah, so it's the normal. Okay, let me read so off you have what to the have normal. Like, what sixteen people eat this shit? Oh, you can only have up to four people helping because oh, yeah. the whole idea is it's four people tops because that's the size of the party. party yeah, you th- can have in uh-huh. Final Fantasy fourteen. So the normal family meal deal is one double chicken burger, one vegan mushroom burger, one five piece chicken nuggets, two original recipe chickens, one two piece New Orleans chicken wings. One old Beijing spicy duck roll, two large Pepsis, and two large peach oolong teas. That's the family deal. Okay. Now you have to have four of those between your party. So multiply each of those by four. Yeah. Not everyone has to, if one person can carry the load and eat the majority of it, that's fine. But all four have to be consumed by your party. And this is dine in only. And if you get up from the table at any time, I think you're disqualified because somebody said. So you can't piss or shit or anything? No, it doesn't look like it because oh my uh, God. there's like this article has pictures of like memes and stuff and then like text messages from people that attempted it. Oh, my China. God. And it's just like one of them says, I went to the toilet. They took away my meal and they gave me a new one. And then it's a sad crying face over like a pile of Chick-fil-A or oh KFC. Oh my God. And some of these memes are excellent if you have any knowledge of Final Fantasy 14. But yeah, so instead of just paying for the code like a normal person, you have to eat an ungodly amount of chicken to get a little fat chocobo mount. And it's hilarious. And I'm glad that I, we didn't have to do that. That's insane. Oh my God. Yeah. That was just I wonder an if anybody one. calculated the caloric content. I hope not. <laughs> I hope no one did because you don't need to bring any ill will on these people that are actually attempting it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right. Our last piece of news for the day. This is a big one. This is probably our big one. We might talk about this for a few minutes. Yeah. Nintendo has finally announced in the exact fashion that we guessed just out of the fucking blue one morning, the Switch Lite. Ba-ba-boom. So the Switch Lite is the long rumored portable only Switch. So this Switch does not come with the dock. It doesn't even have a stand on it. Doesn't have a kickstand. You can't take off the Joy-Con controllers. Mm-hmm. They're like latched into the thing. It's just like a big wide Game Boy yeah. or a single screen Almost DS. Almost like a, like a Game Gear. So this thing's launching on, on September 20th. 
for two hundred dollars. That's actually a pretty good price. Hundred dollars cheaper than the regular Switch. Yeah. And there's there's some caveats with that, but I'll get into that later. You got three color choices: yellow, gray, and turquoise. More will probably come. Oh yeah, I think they have already since then already announced the special edition one that's going to come with, with Pokemon, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. There's going to be one with each Pokemon on the back of it. Yeah. Like depending on which version you get, mm-hmm. or it might be both. I can't remember if it's two models. It's probably just one. It's got a five point five inch screen, which is a little bit smaller than the six point two inch screen of the regular Switch. And it's a little bit lighter at 0.61 pounds. And that's with the controllers attached already. Yeah. So the other thing that we know that the battery life is a little bit better on this one. It's up to three three to seven hours yeah. of battery life, which is like 30 minutes more than the, the old Switch. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's always dependent on which games you're playing. Breath of the Wild is going to be a lot more resource intensive than Jackbox Party Pack or whatever. <laughs> Tetris 99. Right, yeah. You so, can play Tetris 99 for seven hours. Yeah, whole seven hours of Tetris. Enjoy that. That's going to be frustrating as right. hell. Uh, and then here's the little thing, and we'll expand on this later. Quote, the new device can play all games in the robust Nintendo Switch library that support handheld mode, although some games will have restrictions. Compatible game modes will be listed on the back of game packaging and in the Nintendo eShop. So right there, that's our first kink. Yeah. I still think you're going to be able to play like Joy-Con games, you know, like 1-2-Switch or Mario Party, because you could still sync it up to your console. True. Right. But like, what are they talking about with certain limited games or something like that? I don't know if you can expand on that. What they mean is there are certain titles that only support like the tablet mode. Okay. Like if I, I think one of them is like that game Severed. I haven't um, heard of that. That's a cool one. Uh, a lot of the idea of the game is you're severing things with like motion on the switch. And I think that that's one of them. Like you can't play it docked. Okay. Because, oh, actually. Okay. So this one would work then because it's handheld only. I was thinking that you right. use this, the joy cons to swipe mm-hmm. and stuff, which obviously you can't do that. If they're hooked up to the system. Yeah. But what you were saying about Mario party that is one that's incompatible. Really? Unless you have extra Joy-Cons. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But so that's the issue is that that takes your $200 console and to adds- $270 yeah. because you have to buy a pair of Joy-Con controllers, mm-hmm. which would let you play with two people. So that already you've just lost $70 of the discount you've got from getting the, the light version. I also think that like if you're going to buy a handheld specific, you know what you're buying, then you're not really playing Mario Party, you know? To play devil's advocate, parents don't always know what they're buying. Oh, that's very true. They look at the price tag. They see this is a Nintendo Switch. This is how many people do you think went to GameStop trying to buy 3DS games for their kid who has a DS? Yeah. Buys the game, takes it home. This doesn't work. Goes up and yells at the GameStop employee about why doesn't this game work? It's a DS. I, I Even on that line, I remember my boss was telling me eventually like the DS had so many iterations. They released one. They didn't come with a charger. Nintendo yeah. just assumed that you had already bought one. Yeah, exactly. They figured you were double dipping on their hardware and that you've bound to have a Nintendo DS charger. Yeah, exactly. And she didn't know. Like when, when she gave them to your kids for Christmas, they're like, uh, these don't have charger. And she's like, what the fuck? You yeah, know? exactly. And at that point, too, it's been sitting in a box under a tree long enough to probably drain what little battery yeah, it had in there exactly. already. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is just another one of those little Nintendo things where... Yeah, they, they make decisions like this sometimes. And not to say this is a bad product. It has a market. I agree with you. There are people that are hopefully more savvy and they know to look for these kind of things before they buy. But, I mean, Super Mario Party, that's a pretty big game. Like, I mean, plenty of kids play Super Mario Party. Anything that's first party and has Mario on it, like, that's, like, kids are going to want to play that game. Yeah, but also, but again, it's, like, on a handheld thing. Like, I, I've never once, 
like I have Mario Party. I never once played it out of docked mode. I, I've only ever played Mario Party in like on the what TV. You talk about you never went to any of the roof parties with Karen that they show in all those trailers <laughs> for the Switch. Where no man, I wasn't invited. Karen every, just doesn't think I'm cool. Everybody goes outside, goes to the bar, has a bunch of drinks, sits down, and just plays Nintendo Switch all night. No, you no. haven't had one of those. No. Well, those are the people that are going to want to have the kickstand. <laughs> And the controller. Hell, we played. Uh, what did we play when we when you first got the Switch? We were taking the Switch up to Tapped, playing it undocked. If we had Super Mario no, Party, that then, was you. We that that was my that. first. That was my first time ever playing the Switch because we, we we were playing it untapped. That was that was the first time you ever showed me it. You had a moment where you were bringing your Switch everywhere. Oh yeah, no 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 for sure. I definitely was. But you're talking about. Never mind. It's, it's, it's not. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I could have swore that we played like Mario Kart on your Switch in Doc mode. Oh, d- no, we did. Or took the, it up to like Star Cinema Grill. We were playing it before a movie one time. Yeah, we took it to Coral Sword. Because you had it with you, and then like we had to see a movie later than we thought, so we, were just, we just busted out the Switch and we were playing oh, yeah. Super Mario Kart. I mean, I carry my backpack everywhere. My Switch is in it. Yeah, exactly. So, But if you had the Switch Pro, you can't do that anymore. You can't. It, it eliminates some of the, the multiplayer functionality of the Switch that's so cool. Okay. Being yeah. able to pop those Joy-Cons off, and those are now two controllers. Two right. people can play. That's not possible now. And and again, if you decide that that's a, a, a route you want to go down, that eliminates your discount. Because mm-hmm. now it's, again, $70 more minimum. That's without, if you... Again, think about that. If you want well, four people to play, eighty, not seventy. They could be. I'm just assuming. Well, I thought they were like forty a piece, and then seventy if you bought the bundle. They're too expensive, whatever they are, <laughs> for what they are. But taking that even a step further, consider now if you have the normal switch, you already got the two Joy Cons. They pop off. You buy two more. Yeah, and then you have like you got the set. Uh-huh. And you got four, you can have like four people playing a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it's it scales either way. So if you've got a kid who like has no friends and just wants to <laughs> play by himself all the time. Like his old rinky dink game boy and yeah, by whatever the shield then light. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great for him, but it, it's just a weird thing because of so much of the marketing, like this is called the switch. It doesn't even switch. The whole switch is from the dock to the, the handheld. Yeah. That's, that's the whole true. gag. That's yeah. The, I wonder why they even that's called the whole it a, thing. a switch. Like I wonder, cause you probably can't confuse people anymore. They learned their lesson with the Wii U. <laughs> we can't give it some wacky new name. Yeah. Game boy, super duper. Like the deluxe like, edition, yeah. play Switch games. I think the other big one, and this is one's the, even funnier. Is the light Switch gonna have a touchscreen? Like, yeah, it's still a touchscreen okay. tablet. It's most of, it carries most of the same features. Okay. It's just the fact that there's no dock support and no detachable and Joy-Cons. then no detachable Joy Cons. Right. Yeah, but it, as far as being able to sync new Joy Cons using the the touch functions of the screen, all that's still the same. But the the second title is almost even funnier to me, and again, it's just like a, a facepalm Nintendo moment. So Nintendo Labo doesn't work with this thing. <laughs> because well, you can't take off the joy cons all labo games require you to use a joy con yeah. or two to fit it into whatever contraption you've made and then also to put the fucking switch in the hand the dock the kickstand mode to do anything with it yeah so also it's we were just talking last week about the the vr support God. for labo you can't do that on the the light yeah. And so even if you thought it was going to be a cheaper way to try Nintendo Labo VR or whatever, none of it works at all. God. And Labo was the big one they were pushing for younger kids and for educational use and shit. Yeah, for families. So you think, oh, cool, this new lighter Switch model's coming out. I've seen so many cool ideas with like schools buying these up and using Labo as like teaching ut- oh, really? utilities and stuff That's like neat. that. Okay. Not so much here in the U.S. because we right. hate education. <laughs> but like in a place like Japan and other places of the yeah. world, I've seen Probably programs where, yeah. yeah, they provide Switches to classrooms and you can use these things to like, again, like something as far as learning music, you can learn how to read music on that little piano labo. That's app. right. Yeah. Um, 
all sorts of cool things you can do uh, as like for educational purposes mm-hmm. on there. But now this doesn't work on the Switch Lite, which would have been an awesome option for these schools and stuff because it's a cheaper piece of hardware. Exactly, yeah. So it's, I don't know. <laughs> it, it makes, this product had to come out. It makes sense. We all knew there was going to be a light version oh, of the course, Switch at some yeah. point. Nintendo loves their variations. But it, it's, something about it just feels wrong from the point of it. It It's ditching too many of the things that were what that highlighted made the, the, switch, switch, the switch useful yeah. and interesting and mm-hmm. unique. Yeah. Now it's just a single screen DS. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's the newest game boy kind of. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing about this now. And again, we're not the market for it. both of us pers- already own switches. First of yeah. off, mm-hmm. first of all, first off, first off, well, yeah. first off, first off of them. <laughs> yeah. So just an interesting one. Now that's all we have for the news. Yep. How you feeling, buddy? Am I allowed to say that you threw up outside oh, yeah. just before we started recording? Yeah, my stomach's still feeling like just a little queasy. It kind of comes in waves. But comes in waves. I'm worried you got sick, whatever whatever Ethan's got. No, because I think I would have been feeling way worse if that was. The I case. don't know. Wavy stomach feels <laughs> sounds like the same level of bad as, oh, my throat hurts a little bit. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing recently? Are you still doing Dragon Ropa? Dragonropa Danganronpa. I don't, I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. Uh, I've been wanting to start the second one. I, I beat the first one a while ago. I haven't been playing that. Okay. Uh, in between editing Because those, those are like visual novels kind of in a weird way. The, yeah, they're exactly. That's exactly okay. what they are. Visual novels. Yeah, the whole idea with those games is you're... I might have said this on one of the other podcasts, but you're, you're in a school and... Which I love. I love anything Japanese anime style that's like set in a high school... I'm in. I feel my like personas, wh- my dang and rompas. Yeah. I'm into that shit. I feel like one of these days we're gonna have to do a playthrough of Daddy Dating Simulator. Oh, dude, I would love to play that shit. <laughs> the da- oh oh god. god. Yeah, especially after you loved Hato for boyfriend so much. I mean, you, I, I mean, I didn't love right it so much. It. I just, I, I enjoyed the hilarious. absurdity of it. Yeah. Because like, there's an option in that fucking game where it's just like, oh, by the way, do you want to see the pigeons as people, or do you want the pigeons to be pigeons? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want the pigeons to be pigeons. Oh, Are you yeah, kidding absolutely. me? Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I think that I think I picked the anime character versions. Oh, you fucking. Just because I love my weeb shit. Ugh. No, I I'm, wish it let you switch back and forth like one button press and you could see which bird yeah, they were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, it, it's it's almost like it's almost the absurd to me of like I remember a game on the PlayStation 3 it was called Tokyo Jungle and it was the weirdest fucking game. It was like a post-apocalyptic world but animal like all the humans died. Yeah. And for, animals had like retaken the city. Yeah. And you could, you, you picked an animal. I, I didn't, I didn't have all, all like all the animals unlocked. There were so fucking many of them. I think I was just Wait, playing. So did you actually get to buy this game? Yeah. I had it on PlayStation three. I only had it. I played it because, uh, when I had a PlayStation now trial, yeah, that's on PlayStation now. Really? And that was, I'd always wanted it on PS three, but I just never got it for some reason. And I tried out and I probably only played like for two hours. Your PS three still works, right? Oh my god, we might I might have to like load my profile on there and see if we can still find it. Get you that Tokyo Jungle Platinum? No, I don't want to I don't want to, <laughs> I don't need a platinum because that game was also hard as fuck too. Oh because yeah, like, I'm sure there's just like a to, million yeah. permutations of things you need to do. Oh dude, yeah, because like uh so, so like one of the start starting like animals a cat or a mouse or something. Yeah, yeah, you start I think some of the starting animals are like a cat or like I was playing as like a Pomeranian or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like this floofy ass dog, right? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to level up the shit out of my Pomeranian. Fuck yeah, dude. And so like you had to go find uh, you had to go find you had to find a mate. And you had to go reproduce. And like the only way you could save 
in the, the game. Circle of <laughs> life. Uh, and the only way you could like save in the game was to like go find like like a nest or something, a place to rest. Yeah. And that was the only way. Like you a could shelter s- or like yeah, a safe area. Exactly. Because it would get, away from predators. Uh-huh, and like I had to restart that game so many times because like, you know, I'd turn one it's right. It's the dark and I souls just- of animal kingdom <laughs> management. No. Yeah. I just like go down an alley and I would just get murdered by like a giraffe or something. <laughs> Why are giraffes murdering Pomeranians? I don't know. Post-apocalyptic like Tokyo works. was crazy. I thought giraffes were uh, herbivores. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. How did it bend down that far? I, science. Science. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Tokyo jungle, man. Right. That was like a first party developed game too. I think that was by like Japan studios. Was it really? Uh, yeah. Sony's a uh, Japan studio. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you play that game, you're like, this is definitely Japanese as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I need to, I thought about today, even before you got here, I needed, I, I still need to beat Trover, but I just didn't hook up the PlayStation VR. Cause I, I really enjoyed it. I remember, uh, uh, Barrett on kind of funny games daily. Greg was talking to him about, uh, him playing Trover and he was just like, yeah, you know, it's kind of okay. But I mean, for like the hour that I played it, I thought it was really funny. Yeah. It just, you gotta be in the mood for that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think so as well. He also wasn't playing in VR. So I think the novelty was kind of lost on him. Yeah. Could be like, I was telling you, cause you asked me a few times if I wanted to try it. And I was like, no, this is cause based on my time with uh, what accounting plus, that was the other oh, game. Did you actually play accounting did. plus? Oh yeah. I, that that's when I a hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Uh, in like a single play or right. it was like a playthrough and a half. Like I figured right. out what I was missing and I wouldn't right, finish it all up. Cause what, that's probably only like a four or five hour experience. Like if over. that, I think yeah. total like with the second and a half playthrough or whatever. Right. It was maybe three to four hours. Yeah. Well, because like VR games, they're not usually, they don't want to put you in it for too long. And it's, it's funny actually, this is something that was on, I thought about putting it in the news and I decided not to, mm-hmm. but there was an article that came out and it was an interview with one of the co-creators of the Oculus Rift. Really? And it was a CNBC, CNBC or CNN Money or something like that. And I'm just paraphrasing. I don't yeah. have the quotes pulled up in front of me or anything. But the guy was basically talking about how he has very little faith in VR for gaming purposes at this point. That if it, I think his quote was... If it was going to sell, it would have sold by now. Hmm. And that reference is what I was talking about earlier, where all of the PC headsets combined are still selling less than the PlayStation VR. Yeah. And the PlayStation VR has only sold four million units, just under five million yeah. units. Yeah. Which is not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to all the PlayStations that are out there. Yeah. All the PS4s are like, out there. You kind of got to consider these almost as their own console their own market of games well i mean it's i mean shit it, the playstation vr unit itself pretty much costs as much as a console exactly and then i mean the pc headsets cost as much as a budget to high-end computer yeah. depending on the headset uh-huh. you get. i mean how much did that new valve one cost the index i think we looked it up i, I was a hundred dollars off last week so i think it was 899 i thought it was 799 okay it's 899 for the headset crazy. with the controllers and the base station yeah and they have a couple extra options where if you had already bought an HTC five in the past and had like the controllers already or the base station. You could just, just the headset or whatever. And it's funny how incestuous some of this stuff is like all these headsets, kind of the, the technology they work with each other where it's like the base station for the Vive mm-hmm. works with the, the index and then the controllers for the Oculus rift work with the HTC Vive If you have them, 
Wow. Because there's all these little hacks where you can get I these things not, to all work together. Yeah, I mean... It's because it's all in the PC space. You can kind of hack anything to work with whatever, assuming you've got yeah, the software. Yeah, but that's not their intended use. Like, exactly. They, 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 they didn't build it to be like, well, well, if your your Vive controller's fucking up, use the Oculus This one. is another PC gamer thing where if they thought that they could lock them down to a specific platform, they would. Oculus already tried. They had their own store... And they even had Oculus Rift exclusive games for a while. Oh, really? But within like hours, people were hacking it to work on the Vive. Oh, my God. So they finally, they gave up on all that shit. Yeah. But that's something that they've definitely tried to do. But when you consider that, let's say total, I'm, like I said, we know there's about about 5 million PlayStation VR units. Yeah. Less than that combined for the PC one. So let's say let's say it's 5 million right. between all the PC just ones. Because all those numbers were from last year. So they could be a little higher now. Mm-hmm. So let's say... Even conservatively, let's give them an extra five million. Let's say there's a total fifteen million headsets out there. Okay, that's nothing. That's absolutely nothing. Because how, how many Xboxes are, out there? are sold? PlayStation. There's ninety five million PlayStation. God damn. That's a successful video game. That's a runaway success. Mm-hmm. We know that. Well, we know. We assume Xbox has sold a, a little more than half of that. Okay. So we give them. We say fifty million to sixty million Xboxes out there for this generation. We know Switch is doing pretty well. I think it crossed 35 already. Well, because Nintendo doesn't really release their sales numbers, do they? They do. The, uh, right now, the only people that don't is Microsoft. Okay. They've been very adamant about basically since they started out or being outperformed hand over fist by Sony. Yeah. Even though the previous generation, they would tell you how many sol- they've sold every. Because no one wants to say that they're doing worse than their competitor. Yeah. Obviously. And there's no law that says, hey, you got to tell us how many you sold. Mm-hmm. They all, they usually talk about revenue generated from services and sales and stuff. Okay. They, don't, they don't give hardware numbers. Okay. But think about those numbers and then think about that each of those is a console platform. They all kind well, at least Xbox and PS4, they all kind of share the same hardware profile, which means they can all run the same games. Yeah. You know, the hottest game that's coming out, the new Call of Duty comes out on PS4, that same game, it might look a little flashier on Xbox One X, but it's the same game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now think about that it's same not like perspective. when they used to do like those weird Wii ports of like Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those or were trying awful. to run Assassin's Creed 3 on the Switch, which oh. we saw does not run well. Jeez. And that's a last gen game. Chugga, 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 chugga. Now take those numbers. So 95 million PlayStation 4s, 50 to 60 million Xboxes, add those together, and then consider that there's only 15 million VR headsets out there. Yeah. And five of those are locked on PlayStation, which uh-huh. means if you develop a game for PlayStation, you have to port it to PC. Yeah. And PlayStation already has a lower performance profile, which means they have to be optimized for PlayStation. It's not going to be like the same graphic fidelity that can be achieved on a PC VR game. Okay. 15 million is nothing. No one's playing those games then. Mm. Your attach rate for software is probably far lower. Another reason being that there are no quote-unquote killer apps. The thing where it's like, ooh, I bought the first Xbox because Halo came out. Yeah. Everyone is talking about Halo. No one is talking about a single specific VR game. I think the closest we got was Resident Evil 7 because that was a big deal that that came out and it was the new Resident Evil not like a weird spinoff or yeah, anything. No. It's a full-blown Resident Evil, a numbered and you, title. Yeah. And the whole game is playable from start to finish in VR. That and Skyrim, I think, are the two big ones. Where, but even then, Skyrim was an older game. Skyrim runs on your toaster. Now it runs on your know. VR headset. Like, when, whenever like, you convinced me, or well, you didn't really convince me. Well, I guess you kind of did because you showed me the PlayStation VR a couple years ago. I showed a bunch of people. I think I've, I've probably sold at least five PSVR headsets for Sony. <laughs> Y'all are welcome. I'm doing my part. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, like, when, whenever uh, I bought my PlayStation VR, 
I had bought it solely so I could play Beat Saber, basically. That and <laughs> Super Hot VR. I really wanted to play those two fucking games. Which is weird. Those are like not when you think about those kinds of games, like those are great games, mm-hmm. but you don't think of them as system sellers. Right. If you sat someone down it was for me at least that plays video games but doesn't necessarily need the latest. Say someone like there's still people like they don't have an Xbox One because their 360 still works fine. Yeah. They they play Call of Duty, they play the newest FIFA, which is probably still getting ported to Xbox 360 or something. They don't upgrade until they have to. Right. Those are the people where it's like, ooh, you have to get a PS4 because the new Spider-Man game is on here. You have to get a PS4 because everyone Horizon is talking Zero about Dawn. God of War. Right. Or you have to get the new Xbox because, say, Gears of War 5 comes out, and it's just like, this is what we've been wanting from Gears since the beginning. Right. Those are the system sellers. If I sat you down and you were a layman with video games and stuff, and I showed you Beat Saber, you'd be like, oh, that's cool. Ten minutes later, I'm not going to care about this. Okay, that's a good point. Because yeah. it's not maybe it's it's not the expansive game. It's not like online multiplayer. It's not this crazy Doesn't cinematic experience. Yeah. yeah, it's not something that that someone is going to go out and spend 200 bucks on a PS4 that comes with Spider Man, and maybe that's the only game they play on that console. That's a system seller. We don't have that killer app yet anywhere in VR. Yeah, that's true. There's some really cool stuff. There's some impressive feats. Is Astrobot and PS PSVR exclusive? Yeah, because that's that's developed by uh, Sony's Worldwide Studios. Okay, yeah, or it might have been uh, their London studios or something. But that's, that, one, that's a Sony exclusive. That's one I need to play because I heard it was great. Yeah, that, that's the one that people have. And even then, like there was a lot of buzz when it came out. They were saying like this is, and I haven't played this is it the yet. Future so of VR gaming or whatever. Not even that. They were the headlines I was reading. Like this is the Super Mario sixty four of VR. Whoa. Yeah. If you have any idea what the gaming space was like when Super Mario 64 came out, they invented 3D platformers. It's true. Yeah. Like there were a couple 3D platformers before, but none of them ran well. None of them were fun to play. Everything was clunky. Super Mario 64 came out and that was like game changer. Oh, this is what 3D games are supposed to be like. Yeah. It catapulted that whole industry towards 3D. Yeah. Like that's what fucking happened. Nothing like that has come out with VR where it's like Fuck 2D. This is what we're doing now. Full stop. Right. Like that just hasn't happened. And the guy, the co-creator of Oculus Rift was essentially saying, if it hasn't happened yet, it's probably not going to. Right. He was going on a little bit too, where it's like, because Facebook is the one that bought Oculus. Yeah, I remember that. And I think he, if I recall from the article, he left fairly soon after that, maybe a year or two after that acquisition happened. Mm -hmm. Because essentially he had done what he wanted to do with it. Like he, he, they made the tech, they, He's the type, he's, he's a creative, he wants to go and work on new things. Right. The VR headset's been created, the rest of it's just yeah, let's, let's refining that technology, thing. and he doesn't even see a place in 10 years where people are walking down the street with a VR headset on playing games. Uh, the, I don't think it was ever going to be like that. Even now, I mean, you have, uh, what is it, the Rift, the new one? The, the Pol- Oculus Quest, the one Quest. that's wireless. There was that famous photo, I think you were telling me about the guy and his son playing a Quest at, like, while they're charging their Tesla. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't see, like, I think that's a very niche thing. Like, there's <laughs> that, that has a very specific audience. And, yeah, I don't, like like he says, in 10 years, I don't think, yeah, people are going to be walking down the street having a VR headset, you know, yeah, fucking it, playing World of Warcraft or if whatever. If it's niche now, it's probably going to be niche forever. Yeah. Just because when we think of games, especially the, the mainstream, the common gamer, the people that are getting into it now, a lot of it's social. You're playing games with people. Yeah. And maybe we don't have as much couch co-op these days and stuff. Mm-hmm. But even 
like say you're at home with your girlfriend or something and y'all are playing games together. The last thing you want to do is both y'all have a pair of earbuds in and a visor over your face. So you can't even see each other. Yeah. Like it, it's still, you're still having a conversation. The games are an, a piece of entertainment that's supplementary. Mm. There are situations where you want to really get involved in something, but it, it, it forces you to cut yourself off from the world. Right. Even if it has like the little Oculus Quest viewfinder mirror thing where you can see the world around. I didn't even see that was a thing. We told you about that. I think when, because Ethan was the one who brought it up with uh, when they were first, when they were talking about the demos for the Quest where it has this this little thing in there where it's a camera that shows you outside the headset. Oh. So you can keep from bumping into stuff or if someone tried to get your attention, they can do that. I mean, I have that issue whenever I play with the PSVR bumping on my couch exactly. so often. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like pull the visor out and like kind of look downwards yeah. and like, oh shit, I'm like, where did I, where did I put that fucking controller? Right, right, right. I, I, so many times whenever I like put the controller on the couch, I'm just like, uh, yeah, like looking for it. Mm-hmm. But I know when these headsets were first coming out, the person I thought had the most salient point about where this tech could be going was Colin Moriarty. What did he say? He right away was talking about how this is cool for games, but what it's really going to be amazing for is everything but video games. Like think about putting on a VR headset and being able to buy like a digital ticket to a concert or a sports game. Oh, and shit. it's like, yeah, and you're like right on the sideline or a specific, up front. like yeah. a camera that's in the fucking front row or in the pit or something. Or can and, you imagine like, like you get to buy a digital front row seat to see a show. That's cool as fuck. Or even like pick between alternate camera like angles. That. Or yeah, a ringside 360 view of, yeah, like an MMA fight. Or how cool would it be? Or you know how like game. our football games, they have like the cameras that go overhead. You know, you're yeah, tuning exactly. that camera and you're just like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, you know? like you could pick different views and stuff. And it's like, here's we have 360 cameras set up. Here's the VR view of this event. Yeah. Or even in like the medical field where instead of having to use these screens and stuff to see the camera, you insert a, you during your surgery, use a 360 camera and put on the VR headset. And suddenly now you have such a higher fidelity zoomed in image of what you're working on. Like it, it, there's so many more use cases of this technology outside of games, but right now it seems like the whole world is tunnel visioned in on Mm -hmm. the gaming aspect. Yeah, you know what? Kind of in a weird thing. My uncle and my cousin were into like NASCAR for a while, and there was a thing you could do at like NASCAR events where you could pay a certain amount of money and you, like a VR headset, mm-hmm. you would put it on. And I swear, this was probably like fucking 10 years ago, mm. or maybe even longer than that. Yeah, you could put a VR headset on and like you would be in the car watching the driver drive around and stuff. Yeah, things like that. It would be so much neater. And educational uses. Like say you want to, you're trying to teach a, a science class, right? Or you want to, you know, show people the solar system, right? A little like three inch photo in a science book cannot compare to, to being able being to pass there, around yeah. a cheap VR headset and showing a scale version of the universe, yeah. And like being able to zoom in on different planets, step onto like a CGI render of a planet and see what the atmosphere might look like here. Or it's like, have you seen like those cool AR videos kind of like right now where it's like you'll walk through a portal, like through the phone or something like that? Oh, yeah. I've seen a couple of like YouTube video demos. Of yeah, that yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You, you'll walk through the portal and you're in a magical forest or you're in space or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things I think that are going to be what really gets to the point where. Yeah, you, you didn't buy a PlayStation VR or an Oculus Rift VR to put on your computer or something. You're buying a headset that, like, every media device you have now has some sort of VR mode. In sure, the and they sell, like, VR headset where you just plug your phone into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, Daydream from Google is one I know that you can just plug in your phone and then you see whatever's on your phone in VR. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, I think that's one that's, like, 99 bucks. Funny enough, 
I bought my pixel. Doesn't support daydream. <laughs> but uh, I think that was the gist of what this guy was getting at, where it's like it's it's too focused on games right now. And if it was going to be like this blow up runaway success, it would have been already. Yeah. Like, no, if it was something that was truly life changing and like revolutionary, didn't matter if it was a little too big. Didn't matter if you had cables flying out of every angle from it because people would have lapped it up anyway. Yeah. And a subset of people did. But refining that and making it a little bit cheaper or a little bit lighter or a little bit more comfortable is not going to suddenly be it's not going to close that. It's not going to revolutionize where yeah. suddenly this thing that sold 15 million units now sells 100 million like a video game console does. Like that's the gap that has to be closed to make it useful in the video game space. And it's just looking more and more like that's not necessarily going to happen. So hmm. that was the gist that I got out of that. Um, yeah, that, it, the way you put that, it's excited for the future of VR. It makes me hope that like eventually, because I know there's little things you can do because we both have the PlayStation VR. Mm -hmm. There's some hacky things you can do to like hook that up to a computer and kind of make your computer think it's a rift or think oh, it's really? a vibe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't you even hook it up to like the Xbox or something? But it doesn't yeah, actually well, work as a VR. The way, no that, yeah, the way that the PSVR, the little breakout box works is that you can hook any HDMI device up to okay. it. Okay. You can hook up your switch to it or your, okay. like your cable box. Yeah, but it'll just it project just as a it, screen. It's just big screen mode. Yeah. Like yeah. when you try to watch a video on the PSVR, it just like makes like a big theater size screen or whatever. Oh, uh, okay. And then I, th I think there's probably some additional latency if you do it with that. To like probably because it's not. Switch. Yeah. That's yeah. Because it, it's not optimized for the whatever the PS4 is feeding it. Absolutely. Yeah. I know there's some hacky things where you can technically hook it up to a computer, do something similar to that. There's like an app you can run where it takes that feed where it would normally just be like a big square and try to wrap it to make it look more 3d even then like even if you were able to hook up your ps4 to your pc like i doubt you would be able to use like the wands or anything yeah it doesn't work with the motion controllers right. it, it actually there's no way right now to recognize like a camera yeah so the the head tracking doesn't work right. which obviously you need limits things significantly <laughs> yeah compared to some of the other options where they that aren't jerry-rigged well i don't know you want to call it there i think that's a pretty solid app yeah, we'll call this one a little shorter this week. Yeah, definitely. Ethan's the one that holds this together. He's the glue. <laughs> I know, know, really. And when we just don't have him, it just falls apart. And honestly, the, the what was our other topic that we had? Because we turned we turned one of Ethan's suggestions into the new special series. Oh, it was uh, he wanted to do and something else talk to about do characters. Movies. Oh, our favorite heroes. Yeah. I don't even know if he said heroes. I think he just said favorite character. I think it was heroes because he was talking about what makes them a hero. What makes them heroic and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I mentioned Drake and you were like, Nathan Drake is not a hero. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> funny because I, as I was thinking about it, I was like, all of the, my favorite video game characters are horrible people. <laughs> like, I was like, Kratos? Oh, no. Kratos, Kratos kind of like a bad dude. murdered his family yep. and then like went on this crusade to kill gods and then had a son and like he's kind of a good dad now but he's still an asshole and then yeah uncharted's drake is like a mass murderer <laughs> i don't know i was kind of i was kind of thinking maybe joel Aloy. from last of us but even joel joel's a piece of shit yeah i know he's a liar yeah, they, he has to be because he lives in this world where like it's dog eat dog he's yeah. got he kills people all the time and uh -huh. he's just like drake like he's just he's just not stealing well he steals when he has to right you think Ellie, but then even Ellie, like, I don't know her that well yeah. yet. And then, well, I mean, I think Aloy is probably my one. She's she's legit. She's a good person. Yeah, she is, for sure. All right, we'll let Drew get out of here because it looks like he's gonna be sick. Might, next week it might just be me all by myself. <laughs> yeah, it just might be. I'm gonna have um, to think of some stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, just a solo Travis episode. I'm gonna talk about Dragon Ball. That's <laughs> oh what I'll God. do. I've been watching Dragon Ball Z. 
Oh, really? Ja- gone through the it? original Japanese, the broadcast audio. Wow. I've never watched it in Japanese before. I'm like uh, 16 episodes in. Hasn't the same woman been voicing Goku for like 20 years or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and she's getting old. Yeah, I, she's like 80 or 90 or something. I might cry when she dies <laughs> because I've been listening to her be Goku for so long. For so long. She's been voicing Goku since 1984. Holy shit. Actually, let's look up real quick how old this woman is. Hold on. Fill some time for me. Tell me how much you like Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z was probably first anime I ever watched. You know, after school, I hit up Toonami, you know. Oh, fuck yeah. Tom. 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 Oh, my God. I remember I loved Toonami so much that I would even go on. Like, you remember like those like events that they would have on Toonami? Remember when the ship got raided and you had to, like, oh, yeah. they made like an online They made like whole... this whole game that yeah, you could play where I you had to like, defend the ship. I did too. It was crazy. So Masako Nazawa, born October 25th, 1936. She is 82 years old. Oh And still voicing God. Goku to this day in like every piece of Dragon Ball media from the, she was the voice in Dragon Ball Super which was another like 131 episodes. She was the voice in the new movie that just came out. Is Super still going on? Or are they going to keep making new episodes? They haven't said. Right. Probably. Okay. It's Dragon Ball. Right. It makes a lot of money. They're going to make more. It has the demand for it. Yeah. And then even like she's doing the voice in the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. That game's being developed right now. Oh so like, God. yeah, she's always working. I, and like I said, yeah, uh, when she's know, gone, I will be very God bless sad. that woman. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That'll do it. Now that we've, Talked our little bit about Dragon Ball. Did I say PlayStation 3 this episode? I did. We talked about PlayStation 3 earlier. A little bit, yeah. Okay. What was the thing you say every episode? Something comes up. We each had our thing. I'll say Dark Souls for Ethan. Oh, Final Fantasy 7. There we go. Yeah. Final Fantasy 7. Yeah. There we Ooh, go. one last little tidbit. Did you see the whole thing where they uh, Xbox Germany or something put up a, a video on their Facebook announcing that it was coming to... The remake was coming to Xbox. Oh yeah, and then March PlayStation 3rd. was just like, "Hey, we have no like intention of releasing this outside." Oh, of no, it was it was uh, Square. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah Square yeah. Enix had to come out and be like, "We don't know what how this that how does a fuck up like that happen?" <laughs> Someone on their marketing team had to make that video, put up the banner and everything. So it was like, how long was it? So it was like a whole video of them. I think saying, it was like, the whole trailer with just like a green banner on top that said like, "I'm in Xbox March 3rd, 2020." Wow. Yeah, how's that happen? I don't, yeah, that's crazy. No one accidentally rendered that whole video with a bad Xbox banner and put it on the official Xbox Germany Facebook page and retweeted it. Wow. That's without crazy. some sort of knowledge of it. Knowledge, yeah, yeah. Or like some business dealings or something. I don't know. Crazy. Anyway, for real this time, <laughs> wrap it up. This has been the Absent Minded Podcast, episode seven. My name is Travis Stockton. This man's name is Andrew Crandall. Mm-hmm. We're going to say goodbye to you, but first, I want to remind you. Follow us on those uh, on those Instagram and Twitter pages yeah. at Absent Minded Pod. Give us a like or hit up, retweets. Uh, hit up AbsentMindedPodcast.com to find our anchor page to see what kind of platforms you can find us on or leave us a voice message or maybe even donate us a little bit of that Skrilla. If you just, if you feel like it. If you like us, please, even if you're listening on Spotify or on Pocket Cast or whatever Subscribe and review. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a nice review. That's the biggest one that like their algorithm puts you out in front of other people that listen to similar podcasts. Yeah. It really does help us more. The more ratings and reviews we have and subscriptions, yeah. the more we show up on other people's I think it'll help us with like ad people like advertisers too. I don't even know. I don't think iTunes handles any of the advertising. Okay. Let's just say it does. Let's yeah. say it even, it yeah, even let's helps give them credit that. that they don't deserve. It's yeah, fine. exactly. Yeah. So like, and subscribe over there, but until next time, thanks again for listening and we will see you next week. Thanks guys. We love you.